0: Good morning, Contessa. How are you?
1: I am doing amazing. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great this morning. I got my bowl of cereal. Uh, I had my double shot energy. Um, so I'm just ready to get inside excited today. Um, this introduction to me is only summed up with really one word um, or two. Queen or bad bitch. Um, but I like the added hyphen of web three. And yes, I am biased, but that doesn't mean I'm wrong. The guest I have for you today, she spends her time exploring the secrets of the universe with her cat, Fafo, while during the day, she is a Web3 professional. Answering the questions, what does Web3 have to do with me? Her areas of focus are tokenomics, conflict resolution, refi, and community building. Uh, That's a mouthful, but I'm super excited to have you
1: i completely and totally resonate with queen and a <laughs> so, thank you for acknowledging but you know the elephant in the room because exactly oh now, now you know
0: <laughs> so to get this show started um i have this thing where i personally believe is like so, like, get started with the morning, and maybe this is just kind of how I was brought up, and I always thank my mom or blame my mom for it. But um, speak your shit into existence. Like, really just, like, aim high, but also if something's, like, underneath your skin today, I really want you to have an opportunity to express that. So my, my question, or what I want you to do right now, if possible, speak your shit.
1: So, healing spaces and spiritual spaces really need to get their shit together. They are not accessible and inclusive to those with fat bodies, with those with disabilities, with those of different cultures, and even understanding the tools that they're using. And so, I want to call that into existence. We're going to do better now.
0: Ooh, that's something I actually never thought about. Can you explain that a little bit more to me?
1: Absolutely. So you get into these spaces, right? And so I was in a space where they wanted us to visualize something. And that's really big in corporate America. We're going to sit here and visualize. Well, my brain doesn't work that way. I do not visualize anything. So you've already left me out of that conversation. I Mm -hmm. can't even participate in the conversation. and and whatever it is that we're doing, a lot of times you want to do movement or doing yoga. There's no space in that for fat bodies.
0: You mm.
1: have to do better. If you're someone. So, with children, so that's from your kids. They don't want. They don't have places to babysit. We have to do better.
0: Yeah, that child. So ch- definitely, childcare is one of the biggest things from um definitely that corporate side. Um, when you say fat, um doing better with um yoga and fat bodies is there can you help me understand is there um i guess for me um i don't do a lot of yoga let's start there so i don't even know what the um what the difference would be so could you help me understand that
1: oh i'm a certified yoga instructor and a lot of people don't know that because we picture yoga instructors as being super skinny and super thin um which doesn't have anything to do with yoga plus when you go into a yoga studio, if all you see are skinny bodies, it automatically makes you feel like you're excluded. And I've even heard of cases where they've asked bigger bodies to go to the back of the studio.
0: That's fucked up. Yes, it is. <laughs> like and I think and I think it's so It's one of the things I always talk about is like how I never really like think about those um it's like you know it's one of those this is one of those things like you don't think about it unless you are in those shoes. And for me, not only do I not go out to do yoga or go to yoga classes quite often, I do hear you on the um the representation of yoga is going to be skinny women, especially skinny white women, uh somewhere. So like I hear you. Um, but at the end of the day, like I definitely did in my head, in my brain, think, well, sure, there's um bigger people that do um yoga. Like I would never have thought that that would be something that someone would even like. I um ostracized but the fact that they are is for me is always baffling but also not surprising unfortunately.
1: Absolutely. They they think of bigger bodies as being unhealthy and that is further than the tr- further from the truth.
0: No. I I have, um I've definitely have some of uh, my friends um I have a friend that always do a shameless shout out for him, JCI. Uh he's definitely proud of his weight but the way he is um oh, and how he like um He's always been a positive. Um, he's been like a big manifestation person himself. And when I um, when I interact with him or even um, my other friend Jamika, both of them they both one side of it is they're proud of what their weight is, and then the other side of it is um, I'm not I'm not happy with this, but I want to do something about it. And they find themselves spiritually um, to forget to what they want and see that that was a solution and see the image. What they always saw inside. And I think from um Senpai, standpoint, it's definitely much more spiritual. And or from JCI standpoint, it's definitely much more um um like meditational, um, and more religious. So but from both sides, I definitely it's definitely its own journey, and I've seen them both have to um navigate it. But even with um him, for example, JCI, something I never thought about is like I'm this skinny, light skinned, light um guy where someone is a hundred unfortunately is gonna be looking at him and think that's more intimidating because he's bigger than me, taller than me, um, and um and he's darker than me. And and, and therefore that's just radiates racism, unfortunately. But like that's that's the reality that I had to even think about for myself. So I I, I hear you on all of that what you're saying. And you know, that's some real shit. So I'm thank you for speaking your shit um this morning. The shit that I had to say. Um, today was um and this is just because my last this this past week man like it's been crazy like i have never been a, more needed in my entire life in, in like ever like um had to help a friend move um i drove the truck I was needed for Aragon Ambassador stuff. People was messaging me all up in my ideas, telling me I have all these ideas and they wanted to move forward and this, that, and the other. And that's me like I'm hurting a crowd there. And then um, I, um the article for this week, don't even get me started. I wrote this granular article only for the refresh page to get hit and everything just disappears. So my heart said fuck it and i put put that tweet out i'm sure everyone saw (laughs) and i was like you know what this is not the week (laughs) so um but with all of that being said the what i said was ever since talking to people became a full-time job i don't talk to anybody if it isn't for networking work or my family and close friends i'm so sorry
1: i look feel that with my entire (laughs) soul i (laughs) Um, for not talking to people i'm like i cannot i i have to take time out for me in silence like no more talking
0: yeah um I, and i took that as a direct line something i told my mom this week because we were talking and and uh we were talking about um when i was younger and it was the it was the uh as soon as she came home mom, mama 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 Guess what happened to school today? Guess what happened to school today? I told my mom literally on the phone. I said, if I could see that kid now, I'll punch him in the face. Uh, like something because it's like now I do not have the energy and I understand. There's so much.
1: Absolutely. I had this rule with my kids growing up when I got home from work do not speak to me for five minutes. And I would set the timer on. I just need five minutes. To decompress before I can start asking questions and doing stuff. And if you ask me before those five minutes, the answer is automatic no. <laughs> uh
0: yeah the the rule the rule for me was definitely like um like boy you better back up like not right now boy I just got home and what are you doing like and then and like I think it was like on the phone call she told me just recently like you can you just be lucky that you are alive right now. Can you just, like, notice that and be blessed? Because there's times where I'm just like, ah! <laughs> so, like, I and I'm like, and, there, and I can't go back to several times in my life where I am like, hell yeah, I'm lucky to be alive. <laughs> so I, he- I always hear it. So I definitely, I definitely uh, have gotten to the point in my life where I'm like, you know what? Business, network, family, and then that friends line is like, I say close friends like I'm the person that's like if you a friend you damn near family because I don't even <laughs> I like I don't even mess with people like that no more <laughs> You
1: you you can't not not when you have such a huge purpose and vision yeah. on your life you really have to protect that because people will come in and distract you
0: so I want to go um get into our other topics, but I definitely want to come back to that because um a friend told me something very it was I wanna talk about how I got I got started in Web3 and that kind of ties into this. So that brings me in. How do um how did we meet? So uh this is actually a great story. Um actually I never heard it from your lens. Like you
1: I'm trying to remember the first time we connected. It seemed like it's in this in this web 3 world, it feels like I've known for so long that it's hard to pinpoint the exact moment we met.
0: I know what it was that caused us to meet, but I don't know I can't remember what month. I could have been March, maybe. It feels like it would or not March, that's too soon. Maybe May. May or June. It feels like May or June for sure. Was
1: it the, was it the panel?
0: It was your... No, it was your um Black Women in Web 3 brunch.
1: Oh, we met at the brunch! Oh!
0: <laughs> yes, we met at the brunch. Oh. So, for those of you guys to kind of keep up to understand that, um Contessa is... When I say Web 3 bad bitch, she was already in this DAO space kicking ass over at Odyssey. And she actually was leading a... Uh, a, a a meetup, a virtual meetup, calling it Black Women in Web3 virtual brunch, and for me, I felt like that was a godsend because um my co-founder and I were working on our org, and we're like we need more Black people and Black people that's already here, like at least on at least at least on my level, because I like my story goes deep into Web3 at this point. And then our co-founder here isn't um a web three novice nor even a like bo- like a techie guru guru, but she's definitely learned her ways, and I'm proud of her for that. Is that my Alexa going off? <laughs> Alexa, turn off Alexa, turn off. <laughs>
1: Look, we thought it was gonna be the cats that would interrupt. Right,
0: no, it was a robot. <laughs> um but yeah so like and so because um because of that we were we were just like oh we need we need to find our uh, black women in web 3. and um thanks you know you're over here hosting this 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 like easy like source of like to find black people in web 3. and i'm over there and you know, we had a great conversation it was amazing um i remember the so this was also funny i so, my room is now much more organized and clean than it ever was right now. And it's been in this like, my room's already small too. So, I live like this. I, I call myself, I call the life I live, the college life without the college. I remember telling you that. but um, And so, when the camera, when, um, when you told me, when I first hopped into that brunch, I was like, well, we got to hop into this. We got to hop into this brunch, Nicole. And we're not, I, I know that my room is in the mess right now. Um, and I know that you just woke up, but this is what we got to do to be able to make sure that we, you know, talk to people, network, and, you know, sometimes we make our, we make those circumstances work the best we fucking can. Um, and so I hopped in and immediately you were like, hi, hey Carl, it's nice to meet you. Can you turn your camera on? <laughs> and I was like, shit, I'm not camera ready yet. <laughs> but then I was like, but then the moment I like, I, I. Figured out the Zoom, um, uh, because it was on Zoom too. I figured out the Zoom green screen. I put up a crowd to feature <laughs> banner, and then I was like, I'm here. And then you was like, you was like, I'm so sorry. I just, you know, we need to make sure that we see your face because we had some um um some basically some internet trollers come over and take over Zoom and they just did a whole bunch of inappropriate, racist, stupid ass shit, and everything like that. And and I was like, you know what? I can understand that now. Unfortunately, the Zoom trolls ruled it, so I couldn't be able to hide my bedroom right now.
1: Look, there's there's no hiding. with <laughs> you. When you hang out with me, you're going to show up. One right. Way or another. But it's unfortunate that we have to protect our spaces. Yeah. We do, because there are people who are determined to come in and wreak havoc. And I'm not going to let that happen. Not 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 under my watch.
0: A hundred percent. And that's, and from there, I was like, this like for me with you, it's like your biggest thing was showing up and you've always said showing up everywhere. Every time I see you, that's your biggest, like you could wear a t-shirt kind of thing. <laughs> uh um And for me, that is the kind of energy like that we needed. And, and, um, and that's why I'm very much like just very thankful and hands down, like appreciative to meet you because it's like with, that energy is not something you can have in just anybody and i've had to learn like not everybody is like that not everybody has that kind of um i want to do this and like break down that wall every day and like and that's okay and i think it's very important to understand like that's okay um but in that journey what i've learned is it's really important that you are taking those initiatives to do what you, like, that's, like, for you. And one thing that I wanted and always wanted Craft a Future and, like, my organization maybe is to be a place where more people can do that. To just to show up and to not maybe not know exactly what the answer is, but to know that they get closer to an answer each and every time they, like, show their face. And there's a lot of things in a lot of ways and different themes, topics, and they you could think that way. Um, but I do believe like that's a that that type of community um makes you makes in a lot of ways it's probably like very I guess theatrical to say, but I feel like it makes you live longer. It, it makes you spiritually be able to like live longer and be more bliss because you it it it's it's not being able to be in a tunnel vision of what you love, but being able to be in the space around other people. To help you just grow and support you, and no matter what, so Absolutely. I that's something like I've noticed with you, and I and I appreciate it. Um, every time, like, I just see you, I'm just uh, even like a month, Mondays at 7 p.m., that'd be hard, but thank you.
1: <laughs> Sometimes I'm struggling, but I gotta show up, I gotta.
0: <laughs> And I think just showing up in whatever format, too, and I think, like, even from even our Web3 space that we've seen, we've seen people show up, like, I'm on the way home on the phone, I'm on the way here, and just, like, sometimes, like, you always question, like, man, is that dedication a little too much? Like, they're, they're listening to us while they're driving, but, you know, on the other hand, it's like, you know, they, it, I think we are on people a little too hard when it comes to organization, organizing that time. Because what I've learned, even the best of the motherfucking best is all over the place and trying to get their shit together and trying to do point A to point B. Even the best of the best have people organizing their stuff for them half the time. And even that's just another human factor of, oh, I might fuck up. So it's just overall, like I've it's really important that um you just be yourself and come as you are and really just let people know where you're at and just have this open communication so
1: that's extremely important that we don't keep doing things the way that we were doing in web 2 and in corporate this is supposed to be a space where you can show up as yourself and if you're not in a space you can do that go find a different space
0: yeah we can talk about how much i hate corporate all day long (laughs) um so actually bring actually that's a good segue so we can say we've been saying dow is dow that dow 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 um, and, and I know some of us may not even know what to start, even with crypto and web three and everything like that. Um, so I think, uh, my cat wants to answer the question, what is web three? <laughs> um, but th- for those of who has felt like who has a hard time of understanding what is web three, how would you best describe it?
1: And so when I talk about web three, uh, especially to my friends, I said, web three is just kind of like the next step in the internet. We're gonna talk about things like cryptocurrency. We're gonna talk about things like self-governance. We're gonna talk about things like owning your own content. We're gonna talk about things like financial freedom. But don't get wrapped up in the technical part of it um, because that will send you off on a different tangent. But just know that Web3 means that you can be in control.
0: Is Web3 here?
1: yes and no. It all depends on who it is that you're talking to um, and their ideas of what can be. To me, Web3 is the possibility of. And so we're in this process of building, right? And when you're building something, Don't know what direction is going to take. And so we're building all these tools. We're building all these communities knowing that something great is about to happen. So if you ask me if Web3 is here right now, I'll tell you no. I'll tell you we're in like Web 2.5-ish, 2.7-ish. We haven't quite got there yet, but we know the path and we're on our way to there.
0: Do you feel like Web3 where it, or that was 2.7 or um, just where the state of Web3 is right now is, do you, how do you feel about the work in Web3? Do you feel like now is the time for people to really be learning about it to like, in terms of like job career? Do you think people should be switching their jobs? What do you, what, what's, well, what's that scan like?
1: So. I will never tell somebody, "Hey, quit your job today so you can get a job in Web3." Don't don't do that. Yeah. Do, not do that. But I think right now is the time where you need to start exploring, where you need to start educating, because there's going to be a point in time where crypto is going to be something that you deal with every single day. Right. And the one thing that I don't want for our people, for Black people, is to get left behind. That's why it's so important for me to show up, because me as a 50-year-old woman, if I can learn it, and if I can do it, there's no reason why you can't.
0: That was amazing. If you can do it, if I can do it, there's no reason why you can't.
1: Uh, No reason. No reason at all. And so you, your grandmama, your aunties, all of us.
0: Yeah, aunties. uh (laughs) All
1: of us can work hard (laughs) with we're not going to be behind there has been a moment in time like this in a long time where together we can really make a difference in our communities and i'm so about that because my question is if web3 cannot change our community my community the black community then i don't want anything to do with it and i can see the possibilities
0: so speaking on communities and um that kind of segues into like the question the biggest question What the fuck is a DAO? Uh, So um, because we've been – this is what the big segue was in terms of what Web3, and that precursor was very important. So I'm very grateful that you were able to explain that. Just briefly, um, I'm trying to give, like, a quick technical term. Um, DAO stands for Decentralized Autonomous Organization. The word that I always like to focus on when it comes to talking about um, DAOs is decentralized because most people don't really, like, understand – um, what decentralization like kind of truly means, um, but overall, what I always like to explain to people for decentralization is the government. It's more not government controlled. It's 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 peer controlled, and it's the people who are on that either blockchain or that product or that self government. It's more everyone is um, tied to it with a personal ID address and. That ID address is your wallet address. Um, And so that's kind of how DAOs are operating. Um, Ooh, am I frozen?
1: You're frozen, but I can still hear you, so I think we're good.
0: Well, yeah, I don't want to be frozen. (laughs) Uh, Let's see.
1: Oh, you got your eyes closed. (laughs) Oh, no, no.
0: Yeah, I know, I removed my screen. I think it's my... I think it's just I, I can... She can be fixed... I am back. I am oh, yes, there you go. All right. Anywho. Technical issues, technical issues, but we out here. Um, <laughs> um so yes, um, DAOs and understanding like that's where the biggest like the self-governance part is gonna come in a lot. And when it comes to and this is me speaking bluntly, um, when it comes to the black community and building that trust, especially with um oh, especially moving into more of a Self governance, and even though I would even argue, and it's sometimes I try not to cross the lines between talking about self governance in DAOs and not the the political system, but it's so hard not to. <laughs> um. So my uh, so my question is with um engagement in local politics and engagement in um, even from like minority communities. Like something as simple, and I and I can speak to this because I've I've done this, S- collecting census data. Like that's even like biting teeth or gum on biting teeth, and I don't blame it because it's like they make it they make it stupid stupid hard when there's like so, so many like um good resources that people can use. But with that part already being difficult to get the voter engagement that we want, how do we get Black people? Not necessarily to show up for voting when it comes to DAOs, but how do we get people to um show up, period, to vote? What's your thoughts behind, um, even from that community, from if you're a stakeholder or if you're an investor, or if you're a just all the way down to the little guy with a couple of um tokens in your pocket, but you care about this community. What's um. What's some advice that you would give to making sure that people understand the importance of this sub governance aspect of these industries that we're creating?
1: So I have friends who are in local government, and this is a question that we talk about quite often. How do we get people to vote? How do you get Black people to come out and vote? And so the question that I ask back to them is, what are you doing for your local communities that matter to them. Are their basic needs getting met? Because let me tell you something, if I'm hungry, I don't really care about what's going on uh, in the public government. If I don't have childcare, I don't care about what's going on in the public government. If I have to take a bus, two to three hours to get to my job where I'm only getting paid $15 an hour and I can't afford to just have a basic lifestyle where all my needs are met. I don't care about those things that you're Mm,
0: I'm hearing something
1: basic needs taking care of first.
0: I'm hearing something so what you're saying is so correct me if I'm wrong please Uh, what I'm hearing is is If these DAO industries expect, expect people to be engaging on their platforms and voting on their platforms, then they need to be meeting the needs of their community first. They need to be showing up for the community first. And they need to be showing up for those people first in order to get the response that they want from those people first. Am I right?
1: Exactly. So that. what does Web3 have to do with me? You're making all of these policies. You're doing all of these things that are not directly impacting my community. Why should I care? You're showing that you don't care about me. Why should I care about the things that you're doing?
0: Mm, I like that. I like that. Snap to that. That's some real shit. That's some real shit right there. Mm -hmm. Uh, And because... Because I loved, I love like trying not like I love like walking that line with understanding how this de- democratic platform of DAOs um, is really and this really is like that one to one. If um, you set up your own protocols on your own system, um, we all. De- I'm not gonna go into much on tooling today. Hopefully, maybe one day. Who uh, that would be? That would be a conversation. Um, but even moving forward and in that in, with DAOs. There's so many like protocols and platforms that exist. Um, some uh, you have social DAOs, you have um, government, um, gov- I said government, I a govern DAOs. I would call Aragon a government, govern DAO, but we're more focused on DAO tooling, tooling, yeah, uh, tooling. We're DAO tooling. Um, and then you have um, protocols like DeFi, which, um, I feel like you might be able to explain DeFi to me a lot more, so I'm gonna let you explain that to me hoping with the added um addition of refi because i know that's in your background as well so if you if you i hope you know defi if you know some refi because i don't know refi either so
1: talk about decentralized financing, we're talking about you being able to control your own finances without a middleman, right? So you don't need the banks who are controlling everything, who are making rules and laws about how you can manage and transfer money. Okay. Now, if you take that system and you talk about refi, so you're going to take this system of money, which is going to be cryptocurrency, which you own, which you manage, which there is no middleman. And you're going to use this DeFi in order to solve systemic problems that have to um, impact our planet and people. So I look at things like um, climate change, Mm. look at things like how we're dealing with the forest systems and the forest fires and how we're you know destroying our forest systems. We're talking about pollution. We're talking about marine biology, but not just that. We're talking about spirituality, preserving spiritual practices. We're talking about preserving languages. We're talking about having food banks and making sure that there's, there's no food deserts. So all of those things make up the Re5 movement.
0: So help me understand this. Um with DeFi it's like you say traditional banking system, and this is my baby girl. I'm sorry the cat. Um with and this is just my understand uh this is just my understanding. So let's say the lenders and borrowers, is that something that goes into DeFi or um something that can be applied to DeFi?
1: There are lenders and borrowers, bo- bo- <laughs> right. but I went to work borrowers, right? But you don't have to have a middleman that's there saying you can only deal with this lender. You can only deal with this borrower. You have control over where you want to go In order to use your money, what lenders you want to go to, how you want to show up as a as a borrower, whether how you're investing your money into these systems. So there's not somebody there taking your money. There's not someone saying there, oh, my gosh, you're black. So therefore, we're going to give you a higher rate when borrowing money. There's not people there. being racist against mortgage prices. There's not people there locking you out because of who you are. You don't have to deal with credit scores. These are the things that make it very exciting, especially to people in our community who's been locked out of having really great um, um, mortgage rates, um, being able to lend and borrow money, and being able to control
0: building wealth. So is refi? So is refi? Then what I would ask is: is refi the people that you are operating with in the DeFi space, um, and where that money is supposed to be going? Versus, or not supposed? To, well, we can have a conversation about I suppose uh, But, uh, <laughs> uh, but do you get what I'm trying to say? Is that is that what really makes the difference in DeFi and refi? Um, no
1: going to use the DeFi tool so you're going to use cryptocurrency in order to address and hopefully one day solve these um problems with our planet um and with people and with societies so yes so you have to DeFi, you need the cryptocurrency you need you know the liquidity pools you need bonding curves you need those type of things when you're um, talking about the re five movement, so it's a tool.
0: No, that's good. I just wanted awesome. I wanted to really help them um, show like how they work in parallel. Um yeah. Yeah. So I I hundred percent hear you there. So mm-hmm. thank you for going into that for me. Um, the last thing that I um not the last thing, but one of the thing uh, one of the last kind of points that I wanted to touch base with, which I'm kind of excited about because I did peer mediation in high school or or in elementary or middle junior high junior high I did it in junior high um and kind of like, let me explain that for you peer mediation for me people did not like me in peer mediation because um meaning like I was a great peer mediator itself but when I had an issue and I'm like peer mediation is the solution and so I was the kid instead of like arguing with you or like I don't know fighting you they were they were like oh don't get no argument with Aaron he's gonna take you to peer mediation <laughs> like, that was uh, the thing, and I was like, Why do you guys make it so fucked up to like say, I just rather talk to you and understand things from both sides than to see and to have this childish ass behavior? You want to know why?
1: Because people really don't want solutions to problems. <laughs> They really they would just, they really want to complain. And and when you talk about okay let's, so let's sit down and find a solution, I don't want a solution. I just want to be mad. Exactly. I right? just want to be mad. And so when you're in a DAO, there's going to be conflicts. People are not always going to agree. People get heated, especially things that they're really really passionate about. And many of these DAOs, They just kick people out. Everybody's like, oh, no, there's a conflict. We're just going to kick people out. There's always going to be conflict, and people need to be heard. And so there needs to be a system in place where people can sit down in a safe space. I prefer a brave space because in brave spaces, you understand each other. Okay. So we need to create these brave spaces where people can speak freely. So, number one, they can be heard. And number two, see if we can come to some sort of middle ground to come to start to come to some solutions. And many times solutions don't come with the very first meeting. This is a journey to solutions. And if your doubt are really about the work that you say that you're doing, you're going to be on a journey to find solutions.
0: That yeah. And and I think and I think to like tie that back into like what, what fucking seventh, eighth grade. Yeah, ain't nobody trying to find no solutions at that age. So that's that's another reason why I was like, dude, why you like uh, uh, like why are you dragging? Me why are you dragging your agent? I was just this. It was like, and it could be like it, for me, I was an emotional kid. I think it's very important that very what? emotional. Oh, what? I probably still am. <laughs> oh, I still am. Oh, what, you get it. I probably what, I said cry last week. <laughs> no, uh, those are thug tears. No, I'm just playing.
1: What sign are you?
0: Um, Gemini. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. Know what
1: else.
0: Hundred <laughs> percent that. So, so the next section that I want to do it's called type shit, and my cat is just very much claiming my lap right now. Um, I don't know if you can. Oh, have you seen my cat? I don't think you've seen my cat before. This is. Oh, hello, cute. This is what she looks like. She likes to steal the show in my lap. She actually mine, looks good on camera. Hold up.
1: <laughs> mine is ignoring me for some reason, which is odd. So maybe hey. may, getting the vibe.
0: <laughs> He's saying she's busy. I'm going I'm to keep, keep my, mine as I understand busy. <laughs> um, So yes, type shit. So I did a thing. I went through your Twitter. Um, And I always, and so this is me working on, this is also me working like, this is, so this is the funny part and the bad part. So, this is me like, man, I would have hated it if someone went through my social media, but, and I think it's very important to like kind of explain this part for me, the way, this is part of, this is part of you learning me, Um I guess it's GM Carl, so yeah, learning me, um, I grew up, the way I grew up with social media um, is, let's just say, um, I did some things I wasn't supposed to be doing when I was very young, very young, like, Me discovering my sexuality, things online, um, people, things with scents—all of that jazz. That uh, uh, wasn't—that was not the vibes at the time. uh, But I've learned, Um, and some of the repercussions I have to deal with that was um, no social media, and they like was stripped of my social media. So social media has actually been like a a big big part of my life from like a. from a mental standpoint, um, for a while now, um, because it was stripped out of me and I grew up in that age where my generation is very much everything we do on social media. You don't text people. You can have an iPhone. You guys can both have the same iPhone, but if y'all don't have blue messages, like you guys might not even be friends. Like people were in kick. People were in Snapchat. People were on Instagram, LinkedIn, Tumblr, Twitter, like Birth of the freaking internet. Uh And so at that time, me having, like, an Instagram was a no-no. Me having a Tumblr was a no-no. And I remember one time my mom found my Instagram. And on my Instagram, all I had was, like, I had, like, the... I think it was, like, a put picture of, um... It was that, um... It was a, um... Um, a terrorist attack that happened in Florida. When is it was it Pulse, it was the Pulse shooting, and I had posted a um, posted a fo- um, photo about it, like um rest in peace, um like just basically putting my uh, like about deepest sincerities and apologies out there, and then it, and then it, right before that, there was like a video of me like singing Katy Perry, and I was singing like fireworks or something, and I posted it on Instagram. And next thing you know, mind you, I think, it, mind you, mind you, I'm still like not supposed to be on social media because all the craziness. My mom finds my Instagram, and she bursts in my room. And was like, "Thought you? I told you not to." Da, 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 da. I saw your Instagram, Matt. My brain, my mom's like, my brain's like, "Oh my god, she's gonna see my video of me singing Katy Perry fireworks." I gotta delete this now. <laughs> so I go and delete it. And then I delete the post shooting post too, because my other part of my brain's like, she's going to question me about my sexuality. I got to delete this too. <laughs> <laughs> and she comes in my room and is like, why are you deleting posts on your Instagram? Because you can see the count number go down. And she's like, why are you deleting posts on your Instagram? What did you post? And I was like, I just it was just me deleting videos and me <laughs> Katy Perry fireworks, but like understand where we came from and i think for me being able to like comfortably now not necessarily have that fear of social media but like now i've like i care so much about how my image looks online because of that how i grew up because of that trauma experience for myself that's why i'm like able to like view online and like okay be as much as yourself as possible and just be yourself, and that's the way to kind of navigate online instead of trying to be an actor that you're not. And because those people, and I do believe Web3 is moving into this, is if you are capable of having the same energy through the computer, through text, in that same energy from me talking to you right now, and in that same energy of me seeing you in person – then you are going to be the, as most successful as you possibly can, and I do and truly mean that.
1: I I, I am the same. <laughs> Regardless, you go to Tessa, you meet Tessa. It doesn't matter if it's online. It doesn't matter if it's in real life. I show up exactly the same person as me. Now I may not look all this put together, you know, <laughs> but I do. You'll get. You're going to get the same personality. You,
0: so with that being said, I went through your Twitter, um, and seeing that it's, um, it was your Twitter was not that bad. Let's 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 do that now. you th- that, because
1: you don't know the Facebook me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, are we frozen again? Or oh no, we're good. Um, not the Facebook you. Look, I've been in my couple of Facebook um fights, um, and my Facebook fights were not even it's me trying to be me and someone takes my energy and twists it into something that it's not <laughs> that happens a lot so well, all, all, all is fair in the name of social media <laughs> sorry right, let me go ahead and um, get this um, screen shared over here for you um, share screen She being slow today? Oh, yeah, she being a little slow. Okay,
1: trying to protect my identity.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Look, I look, I did saw I did this today, um, too, which I was like, you know, I never googled contestant's name, all right. Honestly, I never Googled your name. And I found a lot of impressing-ass shit, oh, by the way, which I which is going to be another podcast for another day. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, because I was like, hold the fuck up.
1: <laughs> Who is like, this woman? There, people don't know me on Twitter yet. But, I, look, Google me. You've been out I, here.
0: I, You've I, been I, out here for a I while. Oh,
1: believe- uh, so. well. The things that happened to me is that my Twitter account got hacked. Mm. And whoever did it deleted like five years worth of shit.
0: Damn. That would fuck that would fuck somebody's influence up for sure.
1: Right. And I was like, why would you do that to me? And so I'm having to rebuild myself on Twitter now.
0: Well, let's let, let me give you some Twitter engagement right now. <laughs> <laughs> So the first one that I saw that stuck out to me was one black creator made this observation. They don't mind having us as a community managers or event planners, but very few black, peoples are, or black people are decision makers in these DAOs. That's something to think about. And there was this post. Who is this? I hope that's my grandmother. I think my grandmother just said, how's my Aaron? Love and miss you soon. Oh love and miss you will send money soon. I-, I promise you I didn't text her for money.
1: <laughs> hey look, <grandma's> never-
0: <laughs> it's a 937 number. I hope it's my grandma. <laughs> it's it's like on it's showing up on my iPad, so my phone's not nearby. So I'm like looking at my iPad and I'm like, I hope this is my grandma. But speaking of this let's go back to this because grandma grandma has a way of showing up. Um even even, even when you don't expect it. <laughs> um so black people in doubt so the question i had with this actually and i wrote it down because you know organization um what is it like being a black woman in doubt industry
1: so people like to skirt around the fact that you're black they like to come up with these things like i don't see color and it's really just bullshit like it's pretty obvious when I'm on a Zoom call, that I'm the only Black person in the
0: room. (laughs) Right.
1: Um, And one of the things that was really frustrating with me being in a DAO is not having a voice. They pretended that I had a say-so and a voice, but it really came down to making changes. I was not in a position to actually make change. They wanted me there to be like the token Black person. This is kind of how I feel, to be the token Black person, to say that they're really into diversity, Um, but I really could not make any changes at the organizational level. And that's how it is with many Black people in Dallas. They don't care if you run events, they don't care that you're a community manager but when it comes down to actually making a change that's not what you're there for you're just there to perform and a lot of times they call this like being the mammy you're there to take care of the other departments but you're not really there to be a leadership
0: so i um so i know <laughs> this is actually ironic Um, I was watching a heart to heart. I'm not sure if you watch um his um content Kevin Hart's content, but he's uh, it was a heart to heart podcast. And um, ironically, um, you like making fun of Tyler Perry, and uh, that's who he was um, being interviewed. That's who he was interviewing.
1: (laughs) What'd you say? I like making fun of Tyler Perry too. So,
0: (laughs) no, I was saying, I you, I know you like making fun of Tyler Perry. So that's the irony here. Well, because it's about to be about Tyler Perry, but um you know, we talked about like the importance of um you know, he was taking his scripts everywhere to really um get Medea and um Tyler Perry Studios like that brand, like he was trying to create a brand. He knew he was trying to create a brand. He went 100% everything. This is my shit. But here's like, this is the work that I'll put in for you. But like, this is my, my name is going on everything and that's it. And there he talked about how there was like these, basically these white companies, these white production agencies, who's just like, we don't, um, we don't even understand the script. We don't understand the story. And the conversation I had, Yesterday with um my co-founder was um I don't expect a white person to understand, nor do I want them to. I, I I want them to appreciate the creation, I want them to um engage with us to have more conversation. I don't mind talking about my culture, I don't mind sharing that, but what I do have an issue with. Is the will like the example I used was Walt Disney doesn't have to do black shit if they don't want to. They really don't like, and I think, and I think, and I think from a corporate America side, like they say, they do buy off our diversity because they understand everybody together is better and more and get you more money, a hundred, hundred percent. But in 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 retrospect, they didn't, they didn't have to give Black Panther, they didn't have to. Um, Cass, Chadwick, they didn't have to give Lupita any roles. They don't have to do a goddamn thing. However, you have to be a specific person to understand that there's more stories that needs to be told. You have to be a specific person to understand that the people don't want to hear the same shit over and over again. And you have to be willing to break down those barriers and able to get there and not give a fuck in the process. Um, and so when it comes to being a black person in a DAO, and I felt like for me, I always say, I felt like I'm the kid throwing the temper tantrum. I feel like I'm the black gay kid throwing the temper tantrum all the fucking time. Um, expect, and not even just in the DAO, like in a, in a, uh, workplace. Um, because, um, this is like, uh, my background, I, I've gone in web development. And I've gone into um, I gone into web development, and then I've also gone to behavioral technician, and love both jobs. One job's fully a white man. I'm only really working. I'm only working around majority white men, and then the other job, I'm working majority around white women.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There ain't shit I can say about that uh, because that's exactly what it is. And when it came to the stuff that bothered me, it felt it um it felt like that um it was not um not anything they can do about it and but there's always something i can do to help them to help them fit their mold cut your hair carl because we don't like that green or um we need you and, th- and maybe this is just me nitpicking but we need you to show up um not five minutes uh late every day even though you close every single night and do uh, plan every community organization event that we have and like and, and it's like things like that like you may do a lot in all these other areas but we need you to show up that extra five minutes and it's and maybe that's me bullshitting or, like, my, like, personal thing, but what I think it's important to understand is that it's like, we, in a workplace, we do not advocate for anybody who does well for what they do well at. We only care about what we want them to do well at for our benefit. And when you are looking at it from that perspective, then I don't even understand why you hired that person in the first place.
1: Well, they hire people because they want the appearance of diversity, they want the appearance of inclusion without actually having to do the work. The work environment that you have is toxic for black people. They are toxic for gay people. They are toxic for neurodivergent people, right? And so now you're like, we're gonna put this person in this toxic environment, knowing that they're not going to thrive because there's no way that they possibly could. In order for that person to thrive, you actually have to do some work. You as an organization has to change. One of the things um, my business partner and I talk about is that you don't have to have a diversity and inclusion program if it was already programmed into what it was you were doing, you're trying to mm-hmm. lay over on top of the bullshit that you already have in your organization.
0: Exactly. That do you it's um not, it's not a band aid? Do, do you think that um, do you feel um? Uh, maybe this is like my easy, clear-cut solution. Do you feel like dows have the magic to um? Or have the potential to even like solve some of those issues in terms of just being able to provide um, equitable solutions um, as well, um, as far as living, but as we even pushing it to that standard of just like people being able to do things outside of their job scope or not say job scope, but being able to grow outside of their role. Let's say that, be able to grow into like newer roles.
1: You want me to hurt somebody's feelings today? Is that is that is that what we but try to do? Because you can, you
0: like, can talk. You really? can talk. Say what. Say exactly what you want most to say.
1: Most of these DAOs, most of these people who are running these DAOs are the same people who were in corporate America. The same. There's really not a lot of change that has happened, especially in these larger DAOs, right? The same people who are running these corporate organizations are the same people who are running these DAOs. Straight white men that's who are in leadership in most of these DAOs. And they are still not listening to black and indigenous people because they don't have to, they don't have to care. They still have millions of dollars coming into their DAOs and into their organizations and they're doing the same shit. So it takes these smaller DAOs who are being ran by black and indigenous people to start to make the change, but nobody's investing in these DAOs. So it's the same problem over and over and over again. That's coming from web two to web three. And so that's why when I talk about DAOs and I talk about web three, I don't talk about it like it's a magic pill that things are all better over here because it's not, it's the same bullshit. Mm -hmm. It's packaged in a different package, right? Um, But you have the opportunity to start to make change at an organizational level. You can, as a black indigenous person, as a gay person, to create a DAO that's going to actually make a positive change in communities on this planet in life in general.
0: So I'm going to go, I'm going to ask you one quick question and then I'm going to go to our next tweet. Um, then I'm going to wrap this up because um, we're feeling getting low on time. Um, but my quick question is, ooh, this is a question I get a lot sometimes um, and it's from basically white people. Um, What is our thoughts on, um, and I know I, you know, I'm all on allyship and all, and all, like, you know, I don't, I'm, I always say if I don't like when I say, when I say fuck white people, well, white people know, the one, the white people that know, white people, those people don't know who I'm talking to. Like, if I say fuck white people, they're not, I'm not talking to you, my friend kind of thing. Like, that my friend knows that they're not that white person I'm talking to. Um. Because even they are like fuck white people, <laughs> like it's just like that's just what it is. Um, at this point, unfortunately, um. But my question to you is like, when it comes to like working in the same space, like really working in the same space, um, what is a a white person's uh, cultural responsibility, or even their responsibility, if any, um, and to coexist and then I would also add like the following questions like are are we inviting white people to work with us too like is that a, okay is that a thing like it, what was our thoughts on that so
1: I look and watch people who are considered allies and every time there's an ally that comes you know into our existence we see them they're talking um for black people they're in black folks business eventually they're going to say some fuck shit and they're going to no longer be an ally um which is unfortunate but this is kind of the cycle of allies and so are there true allies can there really be a true ally to black folks So when you say fuck white people, we're actually not talking about people in general, but we're talking about the systems that allow them to stay in power. So what is it that I ask of white people? What I ask for you to do is uplift and amplify black voices. You have the power to do that. I don't want you to speak for me. I don't want you to represent me. I want you to allow me the space the opportunity give me money give me resources.
0: give me money right? wait 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 give us money
1: give us money <laughs> don't, don't talk to me because there's a lot of white people who are getting money to speak on behalf of black folks don't do that give us money give us resources give us the platform and listen to black people. That's how you can be an ally. If you're not doing that, then I want you to shut the fuck up. Period. I, what?
0: Period. <laughs> have you seen? Uh, have you seen? Um, rap shit.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I, love I love it. I love it. Oh, that's amazing. I I rewatch the last episode last cute. night. <laughs> Uh, I'm glad I'm glad you got that reference. I just made my day. So that means you have love and respect for Issa Ray. <laughs> <laughs> love That's... her.
1: Love her so much. Issa, we need you in Web3, honey. <laughs> L-
0: literally, she would be kicking fucking ass. <laughs> oh, her content would be exclusive exclusive as a bitch. <laughs> but it would be it would deserve the right to be though. Like I would give Issa Ray those props. Like, hands down, like I will feel like I don't know if you watched. Did you watch Insecure? Right, yeah, Insecure. I
1: did watch Insecure. I Love Insecure. The characters on Insecure got on my nerves because I felt like they should know better.
0: Yeah, uh- <laughs> they, yeah they. It was a lot of. Ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah, I'm not ooh. gonna spoil anything, but ooh, let me tell ooh, you. Ooh. But I will say, like, there was a moment in um in there in that development for Issa, or um, her character, um, where um she got into like her own um she had her own um uh ooh um block party the whole Black Party, the whole, the whole like, the whole funding, I feel like I've been having that moment with Craft the Future, and so, like, I've always been, like, I always channel that inner, I'm like, that's my, I'm that inner, I'm that inner Issa, like, inner, my Issa's coming out, I'm trying to do, I'm like, I'm trying to be the Issa ray of Web3 in my old weird way.
1: Yes, I love it, I love it. That's
0: it, that's it, that's it. Alright, so, bringing into that, um, uh, you said this brings you back, this brings you back to your memories. So, I caught this the corner store starter pack. Uh, <laughs> um, Because, yes, the Funyuns, yes, the Cosmic Brownies, yes, the Hugs. I think it was one day earlier, I think it was the summer, I bought, like, a big-ass um, box of Hugs, and I just dumped them in the refrigerator, and I was like, oh, childhood. I think it came with the straws, too, so that was cute. Um, the Funyuns. I love me some funnions. I stopped because the funnions fuck with your breath, and you know I I can't always be out here with the oniony breath. So I'll probably do it like if it's a late night snack, um, like right before like right before I have to go out the next day, um, and then now and later's are my favorite or my mom's favorite. I always uh I'd always get her some now and later's. Um, she has me. She had to tell me to stop after a certain point, but you know I always try to surprise her with some now and later's every now and then. <laughs> um, but the cosmic brownie—I'm not gonna lie. Like, I, I think the cosmic brownie was like a one-off for me. The one-off—I don't—I don't do. I think, I think somewhere in my age of growing up to 23, I I dropped sweets like super sweet stuff. I don't know, like it's just—it's too. I don't know. I, I don't know how to explain it.
1: I get it. I get it. I mean, now I can't do like anything super, super sweet. I didn't grow up with a lot of sweets. I, I, I had the mama who did not want to put sugar in Kool-Aid. Uh, <laughs> she wanted us to grow up healthy, so I get it.
0: Uh, I mean, my mom definitely was the same way in a lot of ways. Like, I don't even like we didn't have soda in the house. So, like, I barely drink um, like soda in the first place. So now I think that's why my like my stomach is so unresponsive now to like. Soda, like if I if I drink it, um, if I drink it now, my stomach is it's gonna get bubbly and it's gonna be bad. Um, and then um, it was the other thing she always had is um drinking, um, uh, not drinking. Well, she always had water in the house for that's for sure. Um, what else? Oh, I told her recently that I blame her for uh, for the reason why I became a pescatarian. Because I was always, like, when I was growing up, I told my mom that I wanted to be a vegetarian. And there was times I would do, like, challenges. Like, I'm not going to eat meat. And then she was like, oh, okay. And then I told her, she was like, what did you eat at school today? And I'd be like, salad. And then she'd be like, boy, you need more. And I'm like, and I'm just like, well, like, I don't know, like, where else to get mine. And then so now at that time, um um she was the one like showing me and telling me oh you need this many calories or you need you need to be able to like um, you make sure you're getting um this much protein a day and um she she helped me with my bmi all that like all of that stuff so like now it's like for me it's like um um when i, I kind of like i don't know I remember what day it was but I just like one day I just said all right no more meat and I kind of just stuck to it since I think I'm gonna like probably like probably like nine or ten months now. I don't know. Um and I have meat meat soon. So um the last time I, I mean I've tried to cheat. I definitely tried to cheat and cheating hurt me. So I don't I don't do that. I don't do that no more. Um I think I, th- I cheated on lemon pepper wings too. It was so it was so good. I know it was. I know what Your body
1: uh, got back though
0: didn't it? Oh my body said try try this again little homie you're gonna fuck you up <laughs> My body was not okay. Yeah, I was like, never again will I do that. I was not happy. <laughs> I really wasn't. All right. So let's go into, let me see, did I? Yeah. All right. Let's go into our, our last thing. My shameless plug moment for you is you have a DAO. We've talked about DAOs. We've talked about all of um what, what, um, what are the steps to, like, really be involved in this industry, especially even, like, as a Black woman and um, all the conflicts that goes into that? Um, what is it like being a DAO builder and what is Black Creator DAO?
1: So it was really important to me that as a Black woman and, and Black Creators DAOs in the beginning, is three Black women. We got together and we said we need a space. We need a space where we can show up as ourselves being fully and completely black. And not only that, but we need to support other black people as they come from web two into web three because a lot of our community, we're not ready for web three yet. Right. And so we need a space where we can learn and grow. It's, it's almost like being a little toddler in your mama's shoes, right? <laughs> to grow into that shoe. So we need to grow right. into that Web3 space and there's nowhere for um, creators to do that. And so that's why we created Black Creators Down so that you can come exactly as you are, whether you know, you're an artist, whether you're a musician, whether you have a small business, whether you're just like, I need to figure out what this cryptocurrency thing and how to use it every day No matter where you are at as a creator, there's going to be a space for you so you can learn and grow and get what you need. I have a lot of creators now who, what I call, just have like an expensive hobby. They don't even have a business. You know, how can I get into Web3? Oh, honey, you got work to do first. Right. Right? There's a lot of things that you have to do in your business before you could really take over this web three space. Like you don't even have a bank account, but we can get you one, yeah. right? Have an organization. So you're a solopreneur. And a and lot of times black folks, our ideas are so big that we don't need for you to be a solopreneur. It's gonna take a lot of people to help you realize your dream. And so you could come into that space and we give you something called capacity you don't have to do everything yourself. You have this community that can help you with those things that you need. You need marketing, we can help you with that. You need advice, we can give you that. Or you need mentorship, we can give you that, right? And so that's what we're creating. And we're, we're growing slowly because we want to make sure that the people who are with us are going to help us build and grow this thing out. And so we're not even open to the public yet. There is You can go in there and and put in your information and we'll get back to you. But we're really planning this thing out to make sure that we're able to do the things that we say we want to do for black creators.
0: So um that kind of leads me into like that next question. Then um how do people get in contact with you? And is there and you said there is something that um they can fill out?
1: Yes, yes. Yeah. So if you connect with me on Twitter, you can always send me a DMs. I say my DMs are open. <sighs> it's always open you can always say hi to me please treat my dm like email don't just pop in and say hey because i'm right like on eyes like tell me what you need tell right. me what you want so i can give it to you so you can always kind of connect with me on social media twitter telegram um are the two places that i show up discord is another place where i show up um and you can connect with me there should be a link on my twitter um yep. that you can click on that will connect you in all the many ways that you can connect with me and learn more about black creator down
0: and um so the last thing that i want to do is see if you can you have any advice for us today anything you want to leave us with anything that you want to get off your chest if there's anything that's just like the last thing you feel like is just important to be said
1: be you Absolutely, positively be you. There's a lot of times that we're out here, we're struggling and we don't understand why things aren't working out for us is because you're showing up as somebody else. And that blessing ain't for that other person. Those blessings that are out there are for you. So if you want those blessings, baby, you're going to have to show up.
0: Mm. Mm. Uh, Just always magical being with you, (laughs) Well,
1: This Uh, is a pleasure.
0: (laughs) uh, Well, I'm going to go ahead and click end um, thank you for being here. Thank you for um just participating and having an amazing conversation with me. um I any will any uh, time? I'm impressed I'm no.